Good morning. What a beautiful, beautiful singing. I want to thank everyone for this opportunity to come here this, this morning and, and update you on the, on the work going on in Belize. Um, I first got involved in the work in Belize in 2017. When I went there, I, I found a, a, a people that were very hungry for the word and, and very welcoming and very hospitable. One of my favorite stories from Belize is we were holding a, a study in someone's house and the neighbor came in and interrupted our study to remind us that we had to go to her house next to continue with the study. And it was, it's amazing. It's just, it's a wonderful thing. And I send many greetings from, from the people in Belize. And they want to thank you for your continued prayers and for your continued support. When I first went to Belize, there were no church buildings there. Um, there had been some land purchased for, for some church buildings. And since, there are now two church buildings and uh, property has been purchased for a third church building. A little bit about the country of Belize. It's a very small country. It's in Central America. It is geographically located just below Mexico. It is bordered on the east by the Caribbean Sea. It's bordered on the, on the west and on the south by Guatemala. Our main areas of work are in three parts of the country. In the northern part of the country where Brother Romero Guimas is from. Uh, he'll, he'll be up here in just a minute to give you some more updates on going, uh, what all is going on. He is our evangelist there in, in Orange Walk, which is in the northern part of the country. Down around the central, eastern central part of the country is a, uh, is a, a city called Dangriga. And they have a congregation there. And there's another congregation about 20 minutes from there called Silkgrass. And there's a congregation as well there. And then another congregation that we deal with is way down south. In a, in a village called Crique and the evangelist working there is Nicasio. Um, there are church buildings in Orange Walk and a church building in Crique and there has been land purchased and uh, plans for a building in Dangriga. Um, Silkgrass already had a, a building. The last time we were there in, in April, um, we had a meeting, we had meetings at all three, at all four congregations, um, and the buildings were full. It was, it was very uplifting. Just as the Apostle Paul said when he visited the congregations, that it was just uplifting and inspiring to see the brethren and to see the, the worship that's going on around the world. With that, I would like to uh, turn the service over to Brother, Brother Romero, and he'll update you on the rest of the work in Belize. It's a privilege for me to be this morning here with you all, sharing about the work going on in Belize and all the blessings that we've been getting from all the churches of Christ in Belize to continue the work of the Lord there in Belize. I want to share some of my family in Belize. This is my wife, Elizabeth, my son, Nathan, with the blue shirt, my son, Jahaziel, with the gray shirt, and my younger son is Ramiro Jr., um, I'm so blessed to have this family there in Belize because they're always there supporting me, 100%. This morning at 10, we have a service in Orange Walk going on also. My son Nathan is the one taking the lead right now and also sharing the word of God with the church there in Orange Walk, Church of Christ. And we are so blessed to have many men in the congregation to also continue serving and leading songs like you all do here this morning. Beautiful songs, bring all our 
voices together making that beautiful melody to honor and worship our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is my lovely family that I have in Belize and I'm so pleased and I'm so happy with this blessing that, are, that God has given me. I want to share my life and my life story and conversion that I, when I start to learn about the truth of the Lord. In the year 2001 and 2005, I visited the U.S. three times. During that time, I was visiting this congregation in the, in the state of Minnesota. Right there, it was something that we did from very young age with my parents. We worship in Belize from very young into this congregation. It's a denominational church. At that time, I had no clue what was the truth. I was just following my parents when I was a baby, as I see many today here also. We as parents have an obligation to keep our children in the right path, in the right direction. But at that time, my parents were under this denominational church. And they moved to Minnesota, and also I visited them there in the first time in 2001. And I continued there visiting along, but I went back to Belize. Um, my last trip I did was in 2005 in Minnesota. And this church there where I was congregating myself with, I did a commitment with the Lord. A commitment that I told the Lord, I will serve you, I will be faithful to you. I will continue serving you when I go down to Belize. So I came back to Belize from 2005 to 2008. I continued there. And now that I am working as an evangelist, I know the truth from the word of the Lord. As we can see in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, where it says, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now that I'm working with the church in Orange Walk, knowing the truth from all of these lovely brethren that come down to Belize, and now me personal being here with you all, receiving this love, I'm overwhelmed all around going, visiting other congregations. I understand clearly that even if an angel comes from heaven and does not bring the right gospel of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ, we should not receive them at home, but only to receive the right doctrine that Jesus Christ established for us under the new covenant. Also, we can see here in John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32, it says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that is what has made me free today. I am so blessed by knowing the truth, by working along diligently with my brothers uh, in Christ. You all know Brother Van, Brother James, Brother Tom, Brother Chris, Brother Titus, Brother Ben. All of those guys come to Belize and they continue working along with me. And when they're up here in the U.S., we continue online studying the Word of God. And that has helped me so much because knowing the truth, now I can share also in Belize the new, the gospel of the Lord. 
according to His truth. It's been a blessing for me. From 2005 to 2008, when I did the last trip to the U.S. in 2005, that commitment that I did with the Lord, I came back, I came back to Belize and continued my life there. And I started going to a different path, different direction. The commitment that I did with the Lord, I was failing to Him. I felt very ill. I was sick. And I was hospitalized for eight weeks. I spent four weeks in Carhusian Memorial Hospital in Belize. And then I spent another four weeks in the capital of Belize, in Belmopan, to recovery from all of this that I went through. During the time that I was hospitalized, about two weeks during in the hospital, I had my Bible on my side of the bed, and I just keep praying to, to the Lord, please forgive me. Give me the healing that I need so that I can come out from this hospital and spread a, spread a word. So I was there in this pain and high fever. Uh, the Lord, the way I see the Lord answer my prayers, I was right there, I opened the Bible, and I just opened the Bible, and it went straight to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, from 1 and on. I want to read to you from 4 to 6, where the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and saying, go to the house of the potter, and right there I will show it to you. Then Jeremiah went there, and we can see from verse 4, on to six, who says, And the vessel that he made of clay was murdered in the hands of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seems good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Say the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. We are just a piece of clay in the hands of God. We are, we, when we do a commitment with the Lord, we need to be there. doesn't matter what else is going around with you, in your house, in your work. But we need to remain that commitment with the Lord. The Lord is so good. The Lord is loving. The Lord is so merciful. that He will give you time. But when you see he's, you're going too far, he will pull you back. He will put a stop to you. Just as the potter in this beautiful message here from the word of God. The clay was murdered in the hands of the potter. And that is what I understand. How God calls me back. Putting me in that hospital. And I understand very clearly what the word of God was telling me. I made that commitment to the Lord and I have failed him. So he Break me down. Now I'm here preaching the word of God and sharing my conversion to you all. It's been a blessing for me. As we can see, there's nothing more beautiful to do than to do the work of the Lord to gain more souls for him. So what happened to me at that time in that hospital, it's a blessing for me today. From 2008 to 2016, eight years went by and I was seeking of the Lord. I was seeking of the Lord diligently, asking in prayers, Lord, please guide me to your truth. I want to serve you. I want to 
be with you, but I want to learn your truth. I've been visiting other congregations around in Orange Walk, the northern part of Belize, and I just didn't feel, some, I feel that something was missing when I go in those congregations and see how they're playing so much instruments, how they worship, how they um, preach the word of God. I felt something is missing there. I don't feel right. It doesn't feel right. So I continue, I continue. At that time, I used to work in Belize City before becoming an evangelist. I am a full-time um, carpenter. I do construction and also custom-made furnitures with this company. And right there, I was seeking of the Lord. Every morning, I will get up early in the morning, around 4.30 in the morning, catch a bus, go to work, come back in the evening at 6.15, reach home back in the evening. And one day, something happened. I met this gentleman, Mr. Hubert Mark. Actually, he came to live right across the street where I was living at that time in Orange Walk. And he started inviting me to come to service. He told me, well, um, we meet and we exchange names. And he told me, I invite you to come to service. We're working with the church here in Banquitas. Um, at that time, Banquitas, we were, they were just renting a room there, which was a government building. And I told him, thank you. So, and he continued. It was about a month and a half that he continued telling me. And one day I told my wife, you know what? I've been praying to the Lord to guide me to the right truth. But we've been visiting many other congregations. But it doesn't feel right when you go in there and seeing all of these things happening. So I told my wife, let's, let's visit. And we, me and my wife and kids, we went this Sunday to visit with Brother Hubert Mark. And when we heard how they worship, how they share the word of God, I feel a peace in my heart. I was so, it was so contented with myself to hear and listen to the word of God and being taught to us. And it was a blessing for me. So I continue there because I feel rejoiced. I feel happy when I'm there. So I continue visiting along with Hubert Mark. And um, from 2016, then into 2017, one year after, I was re-baptized. Re-baptized because I was baptized before under this denominational church. At that time, I had no clue what was the scriptural baptism. But with all the studies that I went through with Mr. Hubert Mark, at that time, I had no idea of the brothers of Church of Christ in the U.S., so we, I continue working diligently with Brother Hubert Mark. I get baptized and I continue working along with him because I was learning from the truth. And I see how the Lord answered my prayers. This gentleman came to live right across the street where I was living. When you have that desire in your heart to follow God, he will guide you through and you will find the truth. If you seek, you shall find. And that is what happened to me. I took the decision, I told my wife, if I want to be right with the Lord, I need to do the right step. So I was rebaptized. My wife told me, well, I also want to get baptized, rebaptized because she was baptized also in the, the denominational church. And my kids at the time, the, old, the youngest one was about eight years old, but he was very knowledgeable of 
what is the commitment to do with the Lord through the baptism. So, another blessing from God. My whole family was baptized the same day with us. I continue working along with Brother Hubert. When I come from work late after 6 in the evening, we're having service on Fridays at 7 at where he, his apartment is, he's living. And he had his small vehicle at that time. So I just reach home, left my bag, and just go across the street, and he'll give me the keys, and I'll go around getting families to bring for the service on in, in Friday nights. Sometimes I was very tired coming from work, but I, that still didn't keep me home. I just left my bag and go across and get the keys and get those families to come to service. And every Sunday and every Friday, I am the one there helping around Brother Hubert Mark. And one day he came to me and he told me a great news. The churches of Christ from the U.S. had sent some funds to build a building for us to meet. And that was just a blessing for me to hear and a joy from my heart. Because me having the knowledge of construction at that time, I tell Brother Hubert, I can help you build this building for the church. At that time, we didn't have the law to have a blueprint or have an architect to design the building in this area of Orange Walk. So when I meet the brothers in Christ, Brother Van and Brother James were the first one that I met, and Brother Tom, they were there in Belize. And some people will come by, uh, brothers, and say, where is the blueprint of the building? It's in here in my mind. There is no blueprint. So I helped lay the foundation putting up the building, and it was a blessing for me working this project. Now we have a beautiful building there where we're congregating together. This is inside the building there with this awesome gentleman on my side. You know him, right? <laughs> this is my brother Van. Brother Van Miller, at that time, he, I know he's an elder from here, from this congregation. He ordained me as an evangelist. And it was a blessing for me to accept that, to be an evangelist there in Orange Walk also. I was working with this company for over 10 years, working as a carpenter. And when I received the news from the brothers that they offered to me, if you want to work as an evangelist here in Orange Walk, I was more than happy to receive that opportunity. I love my job. I love doing carpentry. I love woodwork. But there is nothing greater to me to do the work of the Lord. So I resigned my company. My, my, my ex-boss, he was very sad. But it was desire of my heart to do the work of the Lord. I've been praying for that for the past years, many years. When I was healed in the hospital, I came out when I was doing all right. So I went in this store and I bought some big speakers, some mics. And I say, I will go and preach the word of the Lord in all these villages around where I'm living at. At that time, when I just recently come out from the hospital. Now I understand that it's not when you are ready, when you say that you're ready, but it's when the Lord say that you are ready and then he send you. Now I'm here after 15 years or so ago when I heard this desire to preach the word of the Lord. I've been in other congregation around here but this is a large crowd here 
and I am so grateful to be here and sharing my experience from Belize. This is Hubert, Brother Hubert Mark, Sunrise, 1941, Sunsets, at 2020. He has passed away, but he was a blessing in my life to know him. He actually came to live right in front of my house across the street. And I see how God works and answer prayers. This is the congregation at Orange Walk in, in the year 2020. And we are working along with the church, family, and also visiting around the area where we are. And continue spreading the good word of the Lord. And right now we are about 50 members in the church congregating together. And continue growing and more and more every day. This is the building here on the side there. We are so blessed to have families like you who have that love to continue supporting these projects, not only in Belize, India, Nigeria, and I heard that there is another project going on starting in the Philippines. It's a blessing, brothers, for you all to continue working along because if we are one body in Christ Jesus, it doesn't mean... If I'm in Orange Walk, I'll be teaching something different or I'll be doing something different. We mind the same thing. We teach the same doctrine. And when we are in Orange Walk or in the U.S. or in India, we are still part of that same body in Jesus Christ. We mind the same things. And we share the love of Christ. And that is what I've been getting from you all in the U.S. while my visit here. Tomorrow I'll be flying back to Belize. It's a blessing for me to be with you all here. And also to be back with my family in Belize. This is a team of Orange Walk evangelists. Brother William Mohor, he's from the area of Sand Creek, the southern part of Belize, almost in the center of the country, on the coast side. Brother William Mohor there, the he is working there with two congregations, Church, uh, Dangriga Church of Christ and Silkgrass Church of Christ. He's doing a very great job also, spreading the word of God. We know Brother James Ludicky and my brother Van Miller. They're also supporting the work there in Belize when they visit along with all these other brothers coming along. Brother Nicasio Cho, he is more down in the southern part of Belize, borders with, with um, Guatemala. But he's doing a great job also there in that village, around all the other villages around the, his area. He's an awesome person also, just as Brother William is. And myself, working in the northern part of the country, Orange Walk, which is bordered to Mexico. We're also working there with one congregation at the moment. But we've been visiting along with other, um, other villages around. This is um, the second congregation that will be starting this next week coming will be working with another congregation there in San Antonio, Rio Hondo. It's a blessing for us to continue working and gaining more souls for the Lord. Today I want to share three most common religious misunderstandings in Belize. And I know that it's not only in Belize, it's all over the world. Why? Because there is 
one adversary that we have against, which is Satan. And his plan is just to divide and to destroy. Today, we have in many different churches all around the world, with many different names, many different doctrines, many different beliefs. But when we know that there is only one that died for his church and give his life for, for it, and that's Jesus Christ who built his church. The second point there is following the old law. Believe there's m many misunderstandings also there. Many congregations there, they're serving the same God, but doing their own things. They are still under the old law, the Mosaic law. And some are using the Bible, using part of the Old Testament and applying it to the New Testament church. All confused. When there is only one that Jesus Christ established for us, which is the new covenant. The third point is about the unscriptural baptism. Many people get baptized there and they don't know what's the reason for. Some get baptized to receive a certificate saying, oh, I'm part of this congregation now and I have more privilege. Some say, all you need to do is believe in Jesus Christ and you are safe. Even Satan believes and he's still Satan. There is so many confusion going on in Belize and I want to share with you some of this with you all. The first point, many churches, when we know that there is only one church that has been established by our Lord Jesus Christ. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When we are founded in the right foundation, which is Jesus Christ, he is the rock that we are on. And when we are in that foundation, not even the hell, the, the gates of hell shall prevail against it. During this pandemic went through, many other denominational churches just went down, but we remain strong. The Church of Christ is the church that Jesus Christ established. Why can't we Give that honor to our Lord Jesus Christ to put his name on his church. He's the one that died for the church. But today, many misunderstandings with this. Many persons' names on these churches around the world. But Jesus Christ is the only one that died for his church. Second point is following the old law. We live under the new covenant today as we learn from the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth. If we rightly divide the word of truth, we will understand clearly what is and how to live for the Lord. We're not here to do our own will, but to do the will of the Father. As we can see in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15 through 18, there is only one that died and established the new covenant. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ. And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death. Of the, of the redemption of the transgression. That were under first, the first testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is there must also of necessity be death of the testator. 
For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all. While the testator lived, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. We know clearly that the new, the old covenant was dedicated with blood. But it was a blood, it was a blood of an animal. Those days they do a lot of sacrifices. Imagine if we continue to do doing sacrifices. There will be no animals in this world. But due to the love of Jesus Christ and the love of the Father sending his only begotten son to die on that cross for us. That pure blood, that, that blood that is so innocent, he gave us salvation today. We no longer need to be doing no sacrifices. The blood of Jesus Christ established, was established the New Testament, the New Covenant. Jesus Christ was the mediator of the New Covenant. And due to his death, we now live under the new covenant. The new covenant is in full effect today. And without his resurrection, we will have no hope. But now that we know that Jesus Christ also resurrected, we are here worshiping him. And all our work that we do is not in vain. One day, we will receive a crown of life. Just as the Apostle Paul said, that he was very sure of that crown of life that God has for him. And not only for him, but for everyone that do the will of the Father. Galatians chapter 2 verse 14 says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and, looked, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. The Lord Jesus Christ did that for us. In the old covenant, salvation was only for the Jews. But now, salvation is for every human being in this world. And by we all doing this great job, sharing the word of God, we can gain more souls for him. We no longer live under the Mosaic law, but we live by grace through Jesus Christ. All of those things that was against us and contrary to us, we no longer live and need those things. We all need to do to obey the word of God and live under the covenant that Jesus Christ has established for us. My third point is about the script on scriptural baptism. So many misunderstandings of baptism today. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, where Peter was preaching to all of this multitude of people when they gathered together in Jerusalem for this Passover, for this Pentecost day. Peter was preaching to them and saying, that person that you crucified in that cross is the Son of the God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And they were pricked in their heart and they were so afraid of what they have done. And they were asking Peter, what shall we do for us to be saved? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ 
for the remissions of sins. And he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If we need to repent from our sins and then get baptized, not only just to get into the water and come out to clean the filthiness of our flesh, but it's for us to renew our conscience, to know that we no longer live for the world, but we live for Christ, to do His will in obedience to Him. That commitment that we do in that symbol of submerging ourselves into the water, we are dead in Christ, but when we come out from that water, we are new creatures in Him. All our sins are washed away, clean. We start a new life. And from there, we keep moving forward. Don't look back. We move forward. Because that commitment that you do is not a commitment with man, but a commitment with the Lord. So many misunderstandings in Belize and all over the country. And they don't understand this scripture yet. Without baptism, without the remissions of sins, we cannot be part of the kingdom of the Lord that we are today. We are in his kingdom today. Many churches believe that the kingdom has not come yet. But we are in his kingdom today. We are added to his body, to his church, through that water of baptism. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 5 says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. God is not divided. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the same God that we worship today. The Father has done his part. The Son has done his part. Today we are being guided by the Holy Spirit. If you want to learn, learn something, everything is in the Holy Bible. Everything is here. The Holy Spirit guides us through. When we read, you ask in prayers to the Lord to guide you, to understand and give you the wisdom. All the prophecy is already here in this book. All the prophecy is here. Some people say, but God reveals me in a, in a dream and tells me this and that. Those days are long gone. God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, they are one. And we are one also in Christ Jesus. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 says, He that believe and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You need to believe, you need to repent, you need to be baptized. Without baptism, you cannot be part of the kingdom of God, and you cannot be part of the body of Christ. Baptism is so important for us, but yet many misunderstandings out there. All this work has been done in Orange Walk. This is just from our family in Christ in Orange Walk that obey the word of God. With all of this doctrine of Christ that we are preaching the truth, we have been touching many lives in Orange Walk. And I know that my brothers, and the Brother William and Brother Nicasio are doing their part also in other parts of the country of Belize. We are so blessed to share the word of God, the truth. The same truth that made me free from all of this knowledge that I have about these denominational churches. 
has made me free the word of God. Today, we are blessed with all of these families working together in Orange Walk, as you also are here in Plainview. We are one family in Jesus Christ, and we are adding, we are just working more so that the Lord add to his church. We are just vessels in the hands of the Lord, working for him. The Lord adds to his church. Gracias por el soporte que nos dan las iglesias de Cristo de los Estados Unidos. My language in Orange Walk from baby growing up is Spanish. But our language in our country is English. It's been a blessing for me to be here today, this morning, and sharing part of my conversion and the misunderstanding that we have in Belize. And I know that not only in Belize, but all over the world. Thank you for the support from all churches of Christ in the U.S. We are so blessed. And I want you to know that all the support and all the help that you give for the project in, in, in Belize is not for us to go and enjoy by the nice Caribbean Sea. It's for us to go out and preach the word of God. To go about and gaining more souls for the Lord. That is our commitment with the Lord. And not only for me, but for everyone that had made that commitment with the Lord to continue striving together in one body. And let his body continue growing. He is the true vine. We are just branches coming new in the same vine. I'll pass the time for Brother Chris. Thank you, Romero, for, for the update that you brought forth to us. Um, I just want to tell you that, that, well, thank you for your support. Thank you for your continued prayers. Thank you for your financial support. And as Brother Romero said, the financial report that we received through the Church of Christ believes 100% of the donations go to supporting, to sp spreading the gospel. The country of Belize, even though it is not very big, there are only three evangelists in the entire country. There are many men that are faithful that just, they just don't have the, the support to go out and to spread the gospel full time. So I want to ask you this morning for your continued prayers for the work. It is greatly appreciated. I want to ask you also uh, for your financial support. Uh, Church, of Church of Christ Belize is, has a, is a 501c3. It's set up so it's all tax deductible. And 100% of the funds that come to Church of Christ Belize go to spreading the gospel. If you would like to, to assist us, um, our team members, as you can see on the screen, are Brother James Ludicky, Brother Van Miller, Brother Tom Hicklin, myself, Brother Ben Soto, and Brother Titus Miller. If you would like to assist us and, and help us, please get in touch with one of the team members. You know, Jesus, when he came, he, he, showed his, he showed us all how to be servants, how to love one another, how to support one another. And the, the country of Belize is full of servants. 
And I want to thank you guys all for, for being servants, for serving the church, uh, the Church of Christ of Belize, through your prayers and through your financial support. And I want to call on you and challenge you to, to continue to be that servant. Before the service, um, Brother Pinkerton uh, gave us the invitation song. Here in just a minute, we're going to have that invitation song. If you would like to focus on being a servant, maybe you've, I know, at least at home in Shawnee, we've, we've struggled with some selfishness, some pride issues, and it's been a challenge for us to put beside those, those pride issues and focus on one another and focus on being a servant. And I want to invite you, I want to ask Brother Pinkerton to come up and lead the invitation song that he, that he announced. If you need the prayers of the church for any reason whatsoever, Please come forward, have a seat on these front pews as we stand to sing the song that's been selected.